Hello and welcome to Akeem's Dream Show, hosted by yours truly, Akeem the Dream. And today, we are going to be talking about artificial intelligence and creativity and how one is insurance against the other. Creativity is our only insurance, our only hope and prayer against the dystopian rise of machines coming to kill us in the middle of the night. Dystopians mean bad, dystopian means bad future or a future that is not good for us. <laughs> Utopian is obviously the opposite, right? Uh, so you think about computers and their ability to think intelligently. Well, you have two different kinds of intelligence, right? When it comes to computers anyways, you have general intelligence, you have biological intelligence. Intelligence, intelligence, okay, were you trying to sound smart? I'm not smart, okay? I'm just gifted. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. But we have some things to think about. So artificial intelligence, what does that mean? Artificial intelligence is machine's ability to think intelligently. Now you have different kinds of intelligence. People will tell you it's not just about IQ, right? You have artistic intelligence. You have mathematical intelligence. You have musical intelligence. You have perceptive intelligence, right? Perhaps there's people skills intelligence. I might just be making this up as I go, but I feel like it, that sounds like it makes sense. In other words, there's, there's more than one ways to be intelligent. So it's a very robust, very over overcompassing word, which is why I think people kind of ignore it or brush it under the counter or feel like they know it when someone says, oh, AI, the rise of AI. And we're not talking about Alan Iverson here for all you hoopers. We're talking about artificial intelligence. What does that mean? Is it scary? So hmm, this is interesting. Artificial intelligence, The I think of intelligence in a lot of ways, but depending on what your intelligence is based in, I think it's a, the ability to anticipate, the ability to forecast, the ability to see things coming before they, before they get here. And there's different ways of doing that. And I think that's kind of uh, part and parcel of what creativity is trying to get at is anticipation of the next thing, the next idea, the next premise, the next the next product, the next wave, the next cause, whatever it is, it's the ability to think creatively, but you're anticipating something. Because creativity in a lot of ways, it's a mini invention every time. Every time something creative pops out of your head, it's like it's the first time it's ever been happened. It's the first time you ever heard it. When, when a rapper says a new line, it's the first time you ever heard it. When a new widget is made, it's the first time it's ever made. Or maybe not. Maybe it's a copycat. It's not unlikely, but uh, artificial intelligence. I think that we we do need to be fearful of it. In the, in the in the sense that it could be a, a very serious threat to the way we work. But I would argue that you don't have to be worried about it because humans don't even understand how creativity works, so we can't teach what we don't know, uh, unless you're full of shit, right? Or what's the old adage, if you can't do, those who can't do, teach? Well, I hope that's not true when it comes to creativity. But some of us are creative. So artificial technology, artificial intelligence, uh, the ability for computers to think, to anticipate, to, to uh, make calculations, right? To, 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 to have a thought, to have, to have contemplation, to have reflection, to have perspective. <laughs> Could you imagine a computer having perspective? I mean, there's a lot of million cartoons about this, but it's like uh, your laptop or your phone suddenly getting a conscience. If your iPhone caught a conscience, it would hate you. 
you imagine if your iPhone was able to realize how badly it's being abused? Or maybe you would like being touched all day. I know I would. To a degree. Depends who's touched me. But artificial technology, artificial intelligence, AI, it's uh, it, it draws upon a lot of fields, right? You're thinking about computer science, information engineering. You have math- mathematics, even psychology and linguistics, like languages, and even philosophy. I'm not sure that computers can be philosophical, but it's all these fields intersecting. And artificial intelligence, because it has access to the internet in a lot of cases, it can draw upon all these fields of human endeavors and human thought. And it's all there just for them to compute. And their ability, their CPU is, is ramming up at such a high level because there's no fog there. Right? Yeah, all these all these computers, they don't have all the great stuff blocking their pathways. Uh, all the good stuff uh, that's not that's that's helping them blow a circuit. Whereas as humans, uh, we have all the good stuff, right? We have booze, liquor, sex, drugs, TV distractions. The list goes on and on. Computers don't have any of those things. Short wiring their circuits, they can just fire. Boom! They think quicker. But because we don't understand how creativity works, we don't have to worry about AI defeating us. The idea that that intel that uh, robots will become so smart that they'll end up ruling us. I don't want to say it's not it's impossible, but it's 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 not going to happen in my lifetime. And if it does, I hope that this uh, the show is around so that people can remind me how wrong I was. And then we have the other things like ethics. Can a computer be smart and ethical? Uh, just like will it know how to make right from wrong? And what does that even mean, right from wrong? It's uh, it's like uh, giving somebody the ability to think intelligently without giving them ethics is uh, it could be. It really could be the doom of us. The end of us. Uh, I remember, uh, I think it was Bill Gates who said, give me. Oh, no, no, it was Warren Buffett. He said, I want somebody who is um, has lots of energy. It's highly intelligent and has lots of morals. Because if you don't want you don't want somebody who's highly intelligent has lots of energy and has bad morals because you'll just, (laughs) you are, you are training your destructor. Uh, So you could almost argue that beyond intelligence with these machines, their ability to think, uh, to have morals or ethics uh, in whatever traditional or cultural context you want to frame that is as important as them getting smarter, which we should probably think a lot about, which is what I think a lot of the mainline, uh, uh, debate is is centered around is uh, you know what does it mean for these things to get smarter? Uh, artificial intelligence, machine learning. Uh, it could mean the end of the human race if we're not smart. But back to my central argument regarding creativity. So, do we have to worry about artificial technology when it comes to our employment? Artificial intelligence when it comes to our employment, when it comes to our ability to earn, and for people who do unskilled labor or tasks that are repetitive, I would say, hell yeah. I mean, if you're a cashier, you're seeing your job being replaced already. If you're at Walmart, or you're at Superstore, or you're at Costco, and you're leading people, and I have no, and I have no disrespect towards anyone who works in retail. I'm just, I'm just trying to be objective here. But if you work in those industries, let's say Costco, for example, and you lead somebody to a checkout till, you're leading them to your replacement. You're leading them to 
the person who's going to take your job. It's like, hey, come out to the self-checkout. This is the guy who's, this is the computer that's going to replace me. I'll show you how to use my replacement. It's kind of, it's like the most, it's, it's dramatic irony in, in, the, in the truest sense I've ever seen. That's fine. I mean, I think everyone knows that the um, artificial intelligence is going to be the end of the uh, repetitive, non-skilled labor. That includes transportation, any kind of any kind of transaction, any kind of automated task that we don't need to do anymore. Why wouldn't we? But when it comes to creative tasks, which is why I'm doing this show, is because I don't care how smart computers get, nobody's gonna be able to be a king of the dream. I mean, that's a that's a fact. That's a damn fact, baby. Nobody's gonna spit eloquent like a silver tongued devil, smooth operator, late FM DJ voice like I am right to you right now. No computers gonna be able to do this. So your only insulation against artificial intelligence, should it get that far, should it get that advanced, is to do what only you can do. Be yourself. Whatever it means to be creative for you. Because that can't be duplicated. That can't be replicated. That's facts. You can take that to the bank and check it. Send me 10%. A lot of the artisans of the world, your painters, your musicians, uh, whatever you think you can do, that is your biggest protector against artificial intelligence because we don't even understand the creative process ourselves. You know, until like I said, until we know how creativity works, it doesn't matter. So I have a theory, hypothesis about the secret of creativity, and this is it. I don't have a drum roll, but uh, give me a drum roll wherever you are. If you're sitting in your car, if you're on the street, the secret to creativity is making mistakes, making errors. Let me ask you this question. How many bad ideas have you had in the last week, month, or year? Because if you're honest, it's probably not that much. It's probably not that many mistakes, probably not that many bad ideas. Because I would argue most people aren't that creative because they don't make enough mistakes. They don't have enough bad ideas to get to the good ones. If you really want good ideas, write down 10 ideas a day. As a, as a practice, most people write down their journals or, or how Becky or how, uh, how Johnson treated them that day. Start, start writing down ideas. It could be a pig farm for, uh, a pig farm for, for, uh, <laughs> I don't even know. See, that, there, there, that's just an idea right there. A pig farm, <laughs> start a pig farm. Uh, or it could be, uh, uh, you create a new board game or something. It doesn't matter what it is. But if you have enough bad ideas like that, it's only a matter of time until your supercomputer, which can do what computers can't, which is think creatively, will churn out something creative. Your subconscious will pump out something beautiful. Thinking logically, correctly, and exactly like artificial intelligence can do today, like Siri, like computers, like your calculator, they think logically, correctly, and exactly, and that's fine. But if you think that way, you won't attempt things that don't have a high chance of success, which is exactly how you get from bad ideas to good ideas. Attempting things with a high failure rate is illogical, which is why machines will likely never get to the cream of the good ideas. So my equation for you, for you nerds out there, is I times F squared. Idea times failure squared. Ideas, bad ideas times the amount of times those ideas fail or are bad squared. So you want more creative thoughts, you want more creative energy, have some more bad ideas.
because I don't even think it's artificial. I think it's natural the way computers are thinking because we created them. Humans created computers. Humans create humans. That's natural. Humans create computers. That's not, that's artificial, please. Just because it didn't come out of a woman, (laughs) just because a woman didn't give birth to it. But Hey, maybe that's coming too. Uh, uh, a cyborg (laughs) that is half human, half machine, but I'll leave that for the comic books. So like I said, continue to have these bad ideas because as one of my favorite entrepreneurs, Mark Cuban says, you only have to be right once. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Ain't that beautiful? Well, until next time, thanks for listening to Akeem's Dream Show. Check you later.